Come on, I say, where's your shout? We're going to have a water baptism next Friday night. Where's your shout? Come on, church. Let some of y'all need to learn to get excited around me or you're going to get ran off. Amen? Because I don't hang out with dead people. I got a couple of chuckles right there. Amen? You know what I do with dead people? I bury them out there in the backyard. Come on, we got tombstones out there. That's what I do with dead people. I come to preach to somebody that's alive and well. Come on. Listen, we got a live wire up in the church today. The the Holy Ghost is here today, church. Turn this down for me just a little bit, honey. You know I got a loud mouth. Mama always said it anyways. Amen. God is about to do something in this place tonight. How many of y'all can feel it? Y'all can feel it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen. Choir, praise team. We're going to do these same songs Sunday morning now. Amen. Just keep it in mind. We're going to do the same song Sunday morning. Praise the Lord. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew, the 15th chapter, looking at verse 30 and 31. We're talking about, this is going to be part four of Season of Miracles. Amen. We're talking about Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And this same Jesus that opened the blinded eyes, that raised the dead, that healed the lame. Come on somebody. That cleansed the leopard. is still alive and well, but He's on the inside of you and I tonight. Come on church. He's on the inside of us. And He's still in the miracle working business. Amen? He's still in the miracle working business. Amen. Matter of fact, you need to, you need to go ahead and get on your phone and text Text your best friend, amen, or text your relatives, whoever you can get a hold of and say, you don't know what you're missing tonight in the house of the Lord, amen? The miracles are happening here in the house of the Lord tonight. Book of Matthew, the 15th chapter, looking at verse 30, if I can get you to stand for a reading of God's Word, amen. In the 15th chapter of Matthew, in verse 30, it says, And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others. Is there anybody in here lame today? Well, we got some hip joints that need to be healed. But God can, we know God can do it. Amen? Anybody in here blind today? You can't see. Totally blind. All right? Anybody in here dumb? No, don't, don't, don't start raising your hand saying, I ain't got no sense. Come on. We're, we're talking about people who are mute. Amen? You're not able to speak tonight. Amen. How about maimed? Anybody here maimed? Well, that means all the rest of us fall into the other category. Many others. We're in the many other. If you're in the many other category, just raise your hand. Amen. Amen. Jesus, I'm in the many other category tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. Cast them down. Listen, they cast them down at Jesus' feet and he healed them in so much that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak and the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your spirit in the house tonight. We thank you for the beautiful singing and, and Lord, the presence, God, as we worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful time that we've had to come together tonight. Father, we pray for those that are not able to be here for one reason or another, God, that you would just reach out, Lord, and encourage them and lift them up in their spirits tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Now we can see by these scriptures that we just read that Jesus healed them all. Jesus heals everyone who comes to him wanting to be healed. How many of y'all believe that tonight? 
Jesus heals everybody. Listen to me. Jesus heals everybody that comes to Him wanting to be healed. You need to let this sink in. Let it sink in. So the question tonight is, do you want to be healed? And do you want to receive your miracle? Do you want to be healed? And do you want to receive your miracle? Because if you do, then come to Jesus. Because everybody who comes to Jesus wanting to be healed and want to receive a miracle receives it. Amen? Is there anybody going to argue with that? Can anybody find any scriptures where people came to Jesus and He just said, this is just too big for me, I'm sorry, but I just can't heal you. You're just going to have to go to the grave with this one. Has anybody read that scripture in the Bible? It's not there. Hey, thank you, brother. It's not there. But the scripture tells us that everybody who went to Jesus received what they went after. Thank God. Amen? When the lepers, the lepers were crying out, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. He says, what do you want me to do? He said, heal me of this leper. When the blind cried out, son of David, have mercy. What do you want? I want to receive my sight. Come on. Amen. Come on. And the, and the man said, if you could do anything, have mercy on us and heal my son. This everybody who went to Jesus who were looking for a healing, who were looking for a miracle, received what they were looking for. Amen? They received the healing and they received the miracle in the name of Jesus. Now, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen? Jesus has not changed. So who changed? Who changed? Thank you. We changed. The church. The church changed. The people changed. Amen? So we know that Jesus heals everybody who comes to Him. Then come to Jesus to be healed. Jesus heals everybody who is coming. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. So here's the thing about Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It tells us that when we come to Jesus, it actually tells us how to come to Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, it says, He that cometh to God must believe. Believe. He that cometh to God must believe. Believe. Believe what, preacher? Believe what you're coming to God for. If you're coming to God to be healed, then believe that God can heal you. If you're coming to God for a financial miracle, then believe that God can give you a financial miracle. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, God knows how to pay your taxes. Come on. God knows how to pay your taxes. Brother, uh, brother Tim, will you bring the air condition down for me just a little bit, brother? But God knows how to pay your bills. He knows how to pay your taxes. Listen, the Scripture says that when Peter and Jesus' taxes were due, that Jesus told Peter, go fishing, and when you catch the fish, pull out the coin out of his mouth, and go, go pay your taxes and mine. That's what Jesus said. That's true. That's Amen. Amen. You know what happens to, to me when my taxes come in? When my taxes come in, I don't go fishing. I go to work and turn the wrenches. That's my job. See, Peter's job was fishing. He was a fisherman. If I was a fisherman, the Lord would tell me to go fish and go catch a fish. But the Lord said, but the Lord doesn't work that way with me because I'm not a fisherman. What I am is a wrench turner. I can turn a wrench. So when my, when my tax bill came in, 
I said, Lord, how are we going to pay this thing? Next thing I know, the phone rings. I'm broke down on the side of the road. Please come find me. Okay. Amen. Amen. And I'm able to, to take that money and pay my taxes. Amen. Just like Peter did. So listen, Jesus knows how to bless us financially. Jesus knows how to heal us physically. Jesus knows how to give us peace of mind and our spirit and our soul. Amen. Jesus knows what we need and He knows how to give us what we need. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, does anybody want to argue about that? Does anybody think that Jesus is too small and your problem is too big that Jesus cannot handle? No. Here's the good news. Jesus hasn't changed. He's just saying yesterday, today, and forevermore. But we are the ones that's got to go to Him believing. If we go to Jesus believing and not hoping, oh, here's a problem, see. When you talk to people, they say, well, I certainly hope so, brother. Listen, if your car is still parked in the hope zone, you're not in faith. Faith is believing in those things hoped for. Hope is a step to get you to faith. But if you stay at hope and you never kick it in gear and get to the believing part, you're never going to receive it. Amen? You hear so many people when you're praying and you ask them for prayer requests and you ask them to pray for you. Well, I, I hope you're going to be okay. Listen, if I ask you to pray for me and I'm about to die and the doctor gave me a death sentence and you say, I, I hope you're going to be okay, I ain't asking you to pray no more because you ain't got no faith. Come on. I want to go to somebody that's going to grab the anointing oil and say, in the name of Jesus, come out. In the name of Jesus, be healed. I want to find me somebody that's got enough faith to believe that Jesus can heal me. That's the person I'm going to go find. Amen. You start talking about hope and you know, and you know the Lord's going to heal you in His perfect timing. I've never heard that before. In God's perfect timing, He'll, he'll heal you. Brothers and sisters, that was 2,000 years ago. Come on. There's not going to be a future time. It's already happened 2,000 years ago. Jesus already died on the cross. He's already shed His blood. And 2,000 years ago, by His stripes. Come on, church. By His stripes. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. By His stripes, we are healed. He's not going back to the whipping post. He's not going back to the cross. His perfect timing was 2,000 years ago. Somebody needs to let that sink into your soul. Come on. Because we've got some we've got some doctrine of doubt that has really hurt the body of Christ. Amen? Some doctrine of doubt that has really hurt the body of Christ. Amen. But we can't be hoping. We have to be in the knowing zone. We know that Jesus is healer. We know that by His stripes, the Bible says, I am healed. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, it does not matter what you feel. Oh, but my, I, I'm the one in pain. I'm the one that's sick. I'm the one with the fever. And you're caught up in the feeling of the sickness. And if you keep your mind in the feeling of the sickness, guess what's going to happen? You're going to start feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, me. Might as well turn the channel to hee-haw and go ahead and sing along with them. Come on, church. Amen. Oh, me. Hey, me, oh, me. Poor old pitiful me. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. I told somebody the other day, there is no tears in faith. Oh, preacher, that's harsh. No, it's not. 
No, it's not. There's no tears and there's no tears in faith. There's no hoping in faith. You know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ has paid the price. Come on. That Jesus Christ has got all the power and the authority to bring me the miracle in my body and in my family and in my life. Jesus has got all the miracle power that He needs. He don't need to get any more. He's already got enough. Amen. Amen. It's you and I. Come on, that's got to line up with God's Word. There's nothing wrong with God's Word. It is yes and it is amen. From Genesis of Revelations and through the maps. Come on, church. It's you and I that must line up our believing power upon the Word of God. Amen? Mm. Well, what about those precious saints that died in their sickness and did not get their healing? What about those precious saints that died in their sickness and did not get their healing? You want to know the real truth? I mean, sometimes the truth does hurt. Can you take the truth? Amen? What's that movie that guy was in? You can't handle the truth. Anybody remember that movie? Come on, sometimes we can't handle the truth. But the truth will set us free. The truth is, they did not go to Jesus believing. They did not go to Jesus believing. Because we already saw in Scripture, everybody that goes to Jesus for healing got healed. Everybody that goes to Jesus believing, come on, receives. Not everybody is going to Jesus believing. Not everybody is going to Jesus receiving because they're not in faith. We're still back in the hope zone. I hope. I hope. I hope. We got to get to the faith where we know, we know, we know. There's a huge difference between hope and no. There's a huge difference between hope and, and being in faith. We've already read his scriptures. We've already agreed that everybody that went to Jesus all through the Gospels, every single one of them received the miracle that they needed in their life. Amen? Amen. Did that change in the last five minutes? No. It did not change. It's not going to change. So we already established in previous sermons and in previous uh, uh, Friday night that the same Jesus, we got the same Jesus. Amen? Does anybody got a different Jesus? If you got a different Jesus, you don't have the real one. Come on. The same Jesus that walked on water. The same Jesus that fed the 5,000. The same Jesus that healed the leper. The same Jesus that opened the blinded eyes. The same Jesus that that little woman with the issue of blood pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. The same Jesus is on the inside of you and on the inside of me. Come on. Has that changed? No. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. His miracle working power is still working to yesterday, today, and forevermore. It's not changed. We are the ones, church, that's got to get our mind right with God. We've got to get our believing and the scriptures lined up with God's holy word. Amen? Amen? I had, a, I had somebody in my family ask me years ago. They were devastated. And I was a young preacher. I didn't have any tact. Some people say I don't have any tact. Anybody know what tact is? Tact is a military word. It means a keen sense of knowing what to say and how to say it, not to cause offense. Some of us need to learn some tact. I'm still trying to learn myself. Amen? But that's what the word tact means. So I was a young preacher, and, and somebody in my family 
uh, had a baby that was born without a brain. So the baby was actually born dead, uh, and the brain never developed. And they, they asked me, they knew I was called into ministry, I, mean, I had just started preaching and just started studying, and they asked me, and again, I had no tact, I was no pastor, I was just an evangelist, no evangelist, they just punch you in the stomach and run out the door and let the pastor put the band-aids on. You know what I'm talking about, anybody here? Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. And so my family member asked me, and says, what happened? What happened? Why was my baby born without a brain? Why was my baby born dead and not alive? I spoke the truth, but I didn't speak it intact, but it's still the truth today. I looked at her and I said, Sister, you simply lost the faith war, the faith battle. You simply lost the faith battle. That was the truth, even though it was harsh, even though it was hard to take. We have to stay in faith. Come on, church, because those that are in faith receive what? Miracles. Miracles. Oh, y'all got real quiet on me now. Amen. That's all right. Jesus asked the man that brought his son to the disciples if he believed the man, if he would believe, and the man answered. He said, yes, Lord, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. So this man brings his son. His son is, is vexed with the spirit. He was demon-possessed. He was throwing himself in the fires and... He was foaming all over himself, and, and he couldn't take care of himself. And, and the man came, he heard about Jesus. He heard about Jesus healing people. He heard about the, the miracle power of Jesus uh, and the ministry that Jesus had. And he came to his disciples because Jesus was busy at the time, and, and he wasn't there. So he came to the disciples, and the disciples couldn't do anything with the boy. And finally Jesus shows up, and, 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 and the disciples come to him, and the man came to him, and, and said, have mercy. If you do anything, have mercy on us. And Jesus looked at the man and said, Do you believe that I can do this? And he says, Yes, Lord, but help thou my unbelief. You see, every one of us need to, need to realize and need to be truthful with ourselves Amen. and be truthful for the Lord that we have a faith limit. We can believe God for so many things, but there's some things we're just not quite there. And this man was there. He said, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Amen. Help thou my unbelief. Now, I said it last week, I'll say it again. How many of us have faith that if we cut our finger? How many of y'all got scars on your finger? I got all kinds of scars on my turn to riches. I've bust my finger so many times. If you got scars on your brother. Amen. How many of y'all cut your finger and believe that Jesus would stop the bleeding? Come on. And he would heal your little cut on your finger. Everybody with me? Does anybody have a problem? Do you, do you have enough faith to believe that Jesus can, can heal a little cut on your finger? A little band-aid on there, tape it up, whatever. And we know that the bleeding will stop. Come on. But what happens if we cut our finger completely off? Do we have enough faith that Jesus can grow the finger back out? Oh, that's a whole different level right there, isn't it? We can say, well, I have enough faith to heal my cut finger, but to grow another finger out? Oh, I don't know about that. Come on. Um, amen. But Brother Jesse testified that he was, in, he was praying with somebody and, and watched this, this woman's arm begin to grow out. Amen. Jesus can grow a finger right back out. Jesus can grow an arm right back out. Come on. The Scripture tells us that when the, when the, uh, the ten lepers came to Jesus for healing, that, all, that only one of them came to Him that was made whole. 
The rest of them went on. Jesus healed them and told them, go, go find the priest and, and do the sacrifice of Moses. But one turned around when he realized he was healed and he came and he worshipped Jesus for healing him. And he said, where are the other nine? And then Jesus says, thy faith has made thou whole. I want to tell you, church, there's a difference between being healed and being whole. When you're whole, everything grows back. You see, if you know anything about lepers, it means that his nose fell off. Because the leprosy attacks the cartridges in your body, your fingertips begin to fall off. So his fingertips were falling off, his, his, his hands were falling apart, his, his face, his ears. He probably didn't have any ears, he probably done fell off, his nose probably done fell off. But he was made whole, which means in the Greek language, in the original language, that his nose grew back and his ears grew back and at the end of his finger, fingers began to grow back. He was completely whole. There was no scars left of where the leprosy was. He was completely whole again. Thank God. What about the brother that went to the prophet and he said, go to the dirtiest waters in the land and, and, and dip yourself seven times in the Jordan River. And the man was upset. He didn't want to do it. But he finally got talking to obedience. I'm telling you, church, we've got to be in obedience to the Lord whether we like it or we don't like it. He went and he dipped himself seven times. The scripture says his skin, when he came up out of the water on the seventh time, was like that of a newborn baby. His skin grew back. Amen. So how many people believe that Jesus can throw a finger back now? Amen. But can He throw your finger back? It's hard to believe. See that, that? Thank you, sir. See, a lot of us believe that. Well, Jesus can do that for Bonnie, but I don't know about me. You know, Bonnie's holy. She's perfect. She's sweet. But I was a rascal. You know, I was the one. I was the chief of the sinners. Bonnie was born in church. Bonnie's never even said a cuss word, and I had a whole book full of them. Come on. I know God can do all these miracles for Bonnie, but He can't do them for me. Bless Him, Lord. Isn't that where we are? Yes. We're so unworthy. How do you know if we got to get past that? Yeah. We talked last week, I think it was Sunday, we talked about Jesus calling that woman a dog. You are a dog. And she says, Yes, Lord, she didn't argue with it, but let the crumbs fall from the Master's table. Thank God. And she says, you, your faith has made, has, has be to you according to your faith. So the miracle came because of that woman's faith. Amen. I'm telling you, Jesus is still the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Everybody, listen, everybody will run to a doctor before they run to Jesus. Isn't that true? Amen. Come on. Some of y'all sitting in the house right now. As soon as your little toe hurts, oh, i got to make a doctor's appointment. Take me to the emergency room. Somebody stepped on my little toe instead of going to the house of the Lord. You know, there used to be a time when there weren't enough doctors in the land, and when people got a serious injury, they called for the preacher. I've heard testimony of people who fell off a roof and broke their leg till you could see the break, a clear break in the leg. You could see the bone sticking out. And they're trying to get to the hospital. And the man says, take me to the preacher. Take me to the church before you take me to the hospital. Before you put me in the ambulance, take me to the preacher. And the man of God laid hands on him. And the bone snapped back in place. And the man walked home and never went to the hospital. Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If Jesus can do that back then, can He not do it today? Yes. Come on, church. Where's our faith? 
Where's our faith? We've got to have faith to believe. We've got to have faith to please God. We've got to have faith to believe in the miracle working power of God. How many of y'all ever watched? I know most of y'all were not alive during A.A. Allen's ministry. But how many of you have watched some old videos of A.A. Allen and tent revivals? Tent revivals, amen. Many miracles were happening underneath that tent revival, right? Many miracles were happening. What about old Roberts? Amen. Jan told me a story about a man that used to come to church here. That could that back then they had steps coming up the front of the church. That whole front foyer out there wasn't there. You, as soon as you go out the, the sanctuary doors, that right, Brother Wayne? Stairs were dipped down. And Jan told me about a man that used to literally just pull himself up the stairs because he was all bent over and so much pain and so much agony. You, you probably remember the man that John, Jan was talking about. And, and she said, she testified and said, this man went to an old Robert's tent meeting. Is that, is that right, Brother Wayne? And, and old Robert prayed for him. He came back healed, praise God. Came back healed. Went back to work. Praise the Lord. Amen. Came back healed and went back to work. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you, we're seeing miracles happen right here in our church right now. Amen. My, 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 my brother Hill, for example. But, uh, sister uh, Heather's husband. Amen. How I many of y'all know he, came, he started coming to this church? He was messed up. Now, I told him he was, he was broken. His body was broken. Amen. He was broken. He, he didn't have any energy. He was in pain all the time. He was in that place of, of hope and despair. Amen. He was depressed. Am I telling the truth tonight? He was depressed, wasn't he? He was severely, severely depressed and, and just broken. It felt like there was no hope for a better tomorrow. But you know, he, he kept coming back to church. I kept preaching faith. He kept coming back. Before I know it, he started pulling up. We're talking about a Baptist raised boy. Come on, somebody. He started coming to the healing line, and we're anointing him with oil. Us Pentecostal folks are anointing him with oil. Amen. Praying over him. And Sunday after Sunday, he kept coming for prayer. And you know what got me is I, I started getting mad with the family because every time he'd go to the doctor, they kept turning him away. I mean, he was going to have this surgery and then that surgery. And, and they said, well, you, you, your liver's all messed up. we got to get your liver fixed. Yeah, we got your heart's all messed up. we got to get your heart. Then he started coming. Well, the doctor said, ain't nothing wrong with my liver. Then there's nothing wrong with my heart. Amen. And then there's nothing. I don't have God. So they got to have that operation. I mean, he started coming back. Healing after healing after healing taking place through all of these months. Amen. And then you heard the pastor say, faith fills out job applications. And the boy went and got a job this week. Praise God. Amen. Because faith fills out job applications. You need to work and you're in pain. Have some faith. Fill the job application out. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is working miracles right here. You have heard Brother Al's testimony many times. Now, Brother Al has been touched by the Lord. I don't know what you said. I think it was last Friday or last Sunday. You said, you know what it's like to be in pain, but now you know what it's like to be free. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Al can tell you, he can testify about the pain, but he can also testify about the freedom of the anointing, amen, in your body. Jesus is still healing today. Amen. The miracle powers are still happening today. Well, preacher, how come we don't see people coming out of wheelchairs and the blinded eyes open? You know why? Because they don't come to church. Ain't nobody going after them. Amen? Yeah. 
Read your Bible. Everybody was this. When they heard about Jesus coming to town, they started emptying out the hospitals. Everybody went and got grandma. Come on. Everybody went and got their neighbors. Everybody went and got everybody they knew that was sick. They said, Jesus is coming. You need to go to Jesus and get healed. Church, why have we stopped doing that? Jesus is coming every Sunday. He meets us here. Amen. Amen. Jesus is here tonight. Where's all the sick people? Where's all the people in desperate need? Of a miracle tonight. Where are they at? You know what's happened? Doctrinal doubt and unbelief that has been preached for all these years has robbed people, literally robbed people of their miracles. Amen? But we're going to change that because we're preaching about the miracle working God and the, and the power of faith. Amen? Praise the Lord. I praise God. People talk about the past two years of COVID and all the deaths in their church. I praise God. I buried nobody that died of COVID from our church. Nobody. Amen. That I have a funeral for that died of COVID. Praise God. Amen. God is still working today and He is working with us today. Amen. But we have got to learn to have faith. Amen. James chapter 5 says, Call on the elders and let them go. Let them anoint us. But when it is really bad news and when we get desperate for God to heal us before we don't have enough faith. In other words, we go, we go to the doctor about every little thing and we want the doctor to give us his prescriptions and do these surgeries. But then when the doctors give up, then, oh, let's call the preacher. Let's go to the house of God. The doctor said I made up with this. The doctor says it's too late for that. The doctors can't do nothing for me. I, I, need, I need a miracle. Now I want you to pray. Listen, we've got to reverse this thing. When we start to get the headache, when we start to get the little toe ache, when we start to get the problems, of, we need to run to the house of God and let the anointing all hit us. Come on. And get the prayers before we get the bad results and the, and the, and the doctors giving up on us. Amen. 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 We'd love to have more faith in Jesus Christ than we do in the medical profession today. Yes. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you. I've getting, and the older I get, the less confidence I have in doctors. And the less confidence I have in medicine. I really do. They're just, they're just guessing. Amen. I tell you what, me and Brother Johnny, we turn wrenches. Why don't you bring your car over or your truck over and me and Johnny will just practice turning a wrench on your broke-down vehicle, and we're going to charge you an ungodly amount of money, and then we're going to tell you, well, it may work, and then again, it may not. We don't know. We're just going to have to open her up and find out, Johnny. Why are we bringing it to Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> How many of you would take your car to a mechanic that talked like that? How many of you would take your car to a mechanic that talk like that, but yet you take your body to doctors who say exactly those same words. Come on. Amen. Listen, we need to fire doctors the way we fire mechanics. Come on, that's good preaching right there. Amen. Listen, many times people will run out of life before they can get enough faith. Before they can get enough faith. You need to have your faith built up before you get the bad news. You need to have your faith built up before you need to go to God in prayer. Amen? Amen. 
If you're in the middle of a crisis, you can't just go to God in prayer and start trying to learn about faith then. You need to have your faith learned and built up before the crisis comes. Before the bad news comes. You know, you've heard me testify when I got the bad news in the doctor's office. How the Holy Ghost just rose up in me and said, you're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. My faith was already there. I was telling, I was encouraging my doctor and telling my doctor, I, ain't no, I don't have time for cancer. don't have time to die. That's too much i got to do. Thank you for your service. I fired that doctor because they were full of doubt. They went and found me a doctor that had some belief that I was going to be all right. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Church, we got to turn this thing around or we're going to be in a world of trouble. The problem is our faith. Come on. The problem is our faith. Church, we must stop believing only in what we see. Come on. Come on. We must stop believing in only what we hear. And we must learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, if you want to know where that scripture is. Walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, trust God and have faith in Him instead of having faith in our five senses. The seeing, the hearing, the smelling, the touching, and the tasting. Come on. We've got more faith in what we can smell, more faith in what we can hear, more faith in what we can reach out and touch. Come on. We've got more faith in the five senses of the body than we do in the Word of Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to rebuke ourselves and get back right with the Word of God. Amen? Because if you got more faith in the five senses, you are always going to struggle when it comes to healing in your body, and you're going to struggle with miracles, period. You're going to struggle in this life. But we have faith in what we do not see. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith, not by what the doctors are saying. We walk by faith, not in what we can touch. We walk by faith, not in what we can smell. We walk by faith, not what we can taste. Come on. We walk by faith. Amen. In God's holy word. I'm not moved by what I see. I am only moved by what I believe. And I believe the word of God. Can you say that with me tonight? I'm not moved by what I see. Come on, say it with me. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I believe. And I believe the Word of God. Your five senses will trick you. Your five senses will lie to you. Amen? Amen? They they will give you false symptoms. Hmm. But Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, By His stripes I am healed. There's only two ways to get enough faith to be healed of a major illness. Y'all want to know what they are? I'm going to give you these two points and then we're going to close it down for tonight. So if you're writing and taking notes, you need to to write this down. If you're not writing and taking notes, you need to start. (laughs) Amen. Come on. There's only two ways to get enough faith to be healed of a major illness. Now we've already said we got enough faith for a little paper cut. Come on. We got enough faith for that. But growing out a whole finger, oh, that's a whole new level of faith we may not be at. Amen? Come on. Come on. Amen? So there's only two ways to get enough faith for a major illness. You ready for the first one? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Romans 10, 17. 
Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And number two, a supernatural gift of faith that we talked about in Corinthians, the nine gifts of the Spirit. A supernatural gift of faith that comes on a person by a special anointing from the Holy Ghost at His will. Amen? So, well, preacher, what is that? Well, the best way I can describe it to you is all of a sudden you got the faith of Jesus. Amen? All of a sudden, there's no doubt in your mind. All of a sudden, there's no doubt. There's no unbelief. But the supernatural anointing of faith that was on our Messiah, that was on Jesus, all of a sudden is on you. And you feel like a superman or a superwoman. And there's nothing that you cannot do. It's a supernatural faith that comes on a person. And it's called the operation of the gift of faith. By the direction of the Holy Ghost. And it's one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. That's the only two ways you're going to get enough faith to overcome any illness. Now the problem with the second one is all of that is up to the Holy Ghost and, has, and not up to you. That's only after the permission and the direction of the Holy Ghost. But the first one, we have total control over and that's the hearing of God's Word. Amen. That's the hearing of God's Word. Amen? I said that's the hearing of God's Word. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Notice it doesn't say the reading of God's Word. Let me go here for just a moment. Oh, I can just read my Bible with all the faith I need. Really? That's not what the Scripture says. That's not what the Scripture says. Well, I can just turn on Facebook and I can just hear that preacher on Facebook or I can just hear somebody reading the Bible and get all the faith I need. That's not what the Scripture says. The Scripture says, how can they hear without a preacher? Hello? Come on. Amen. It's the anointed preaching of God's Word that builds our faith. That's what the Scripture says. It's the hearing and the hearing by the anointing preaching of God's Word that's when faith begins to build on the inside of us. It's the anointing of the preaching of God's Word. Amen? You can read God's Word without the anointing and nothing happens. But when you read God's Word with the anointing, everything will happen. Amen? And how can it be sent? Come on. we got to send them out. Come on, church. It's the preaching of the anointing of God's Word. This is why I keep telling everybody be in the house of God every time the doors are open. Because you cannot hear enough of the preaching of God's Word. Amen? Amen? And not just any church. I mean, you just don't want to go to every church. Don't be a church hopper and just go to every church out there. Because some are preaching doubt and unbelief. You walk in with faith and walk out in doubt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Sister Bonnie got a him in his own sweet time. In his own time. Our answer should be, well, that was 2,000 years ago. Come on. Well, you know, the Lord put this sickness on you to teach you a lesson. Here's something the Lord wants you to learn. There ain't no scripture to say that. Come on. Not a single one. But my scripture says everybody who come to Jesus, believing, receive their healing. Amen? Come on, Brother Hayden. Come back to the piano for me. Let's all stand to our feet tonight. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. For what God is doing in the house today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Listen, you got you need a miracle in your life. I want to encourage you. We got the anointing all out here. Amen. In James chapter 5 says, Call for the elders of the church, the anointing of the Lord, and the prayer of the faith will save the sick. Amen. That's what the word. I mean, I believe that tonight. Amen. Amen. I know a young man to believe it. He went and got a job. Praise God. Been working all week. Hallelujah. Because he believed it. Amen. I'm telling you, you need something from the Lord tonight. Amen. You need something from the Lord. I'm going to, Richard, you stay where you are. I want to come back there and pray with you. Doctor says that he needs a hip replacement. Before you get a hip replacement, you've got to go to the dentist and get a check from them. And have you ever believed that God can heal you? He can heal you. You can wake up in the morning and talk you. If you believe that, Brother Al? Come here, Brother Al. Come on. Come here, Brother Thomas. Come here, preacher. Hallelujah. Come on, Mima. Come here and pray, Mima. Come on, Brother Mark. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God can touch you, brother. He brought you to mighty long ways. My brother got saved at revival in Tallapoosa just a few months ago. We're going to get baptized next week. Amen. Praise God. I need you to be healed simply so you can go up the ladder, up the stairs, to get into the baptism. Amen. I'm not sure how we get a, a broken hip or a messed up hip into that baptism, but God, you know. Amen. Make sure you're going to get that. Amen. Y'all reach out and take the this way. Father, in the name of Yeshua, we speak to this hip right now, God. Lord, that you would continue to increase, that you would continue to anoint, that the bones begin to build strength right now, that they hip joint would come back together in the name of Yeshua right now.
been diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver. That's how you say it now. And he just said God can instantaneously heal him right now. He's believing that God can touch him right now. And he's going to receive a miracle. Come on, sister Mimo. Come on. I know you're not feeling good in your body, but as you're praying for others, the Holy Ghost is anointing you and healing you. And then giving you the answer. Come on. Shout out to God. In the name of Jesus. Do you believe it? Yes. Maybe don't take your sword heaven and receive it. Father, in the name of Yeshua, please speak to my brother's liver right now. In the name of Jesus, please speak to my liver.
Didn't even know that this had even happened to the woman. Didn't know that there was even a need. But in the middle of that revival, she got a phone call. And on the other end, it said, Mama, this is your son. If God can do that for me, if God can find this child, Jesus, increase my brother's faith. 
rebuke that pain. He rebuke that agony in the name of Jesus. Set my brother free. Straighten out his spine. Give strength to his hips. Strength to his knees. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Either tighten the screws up or man off. Either way, God, heal him. Heal him, God, right now. In the name of Jesus. And give my brother peace. I say the blood is mine. Yeah. Of that 
healing right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody else? Come on, church. time. God 